You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Hello and welcome back to this week's Weekly Wrap-Up here on Sprott Money News. I'm your host, Jeff Rutherford, and on the line today we have our chairman, Mr. Eric Sprott. Good morning, Eric. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, Jeff. I'm really doing well. We've got some spectacular things to talk about today. Excellent, excellent. So, Eric, typically we would kind of talk about what's been happening within the economy, um, likewise within the labor market in the U.S. and overall global markets. But I think today we should put some particular focus on what's been happening within the physical markets of gold and silver. There's been some stunning developments over the last week, particularly when it comes to Indian demand and likewise COMEX inventory. So with that being said, Eric, what are your thoughts in terms of what we've been seeing in the market in regards to Indian demand, the COMEX, and likewise what's been happening within physical short? as well. Sure. Well, I think by far the, the most spectacular data point, uh, I think I reflected last week on the suggestion that uh, 1,000 tons of silver would be imported into India in the month of August. Well, it turns out that the number was 1,400 tons of silver. Now, to put it in perspective, the silver market is approximately a 27,000 ton a year market. So if somebody imports 1,400 tons in a month, that implies 17,000 tons of annualized demand. (laughs) And that's up from 2,000 tons of annualized demand back in uh, 13. Now, it's impossible for someone to come in and buy an extra 15,000 tons of the 27,000 ton market. And so the number is just a staggeringly large number. I'm not suggesting that the number will be the 15 or 17,000 tons, but even it's very obvious it'll be 10,000 tons. And you, and a country can't go from 2,000 tons to 10,000 tons and buy an extra 8,000 tons of a 27,000 ton market and not have a serious shortage of silver development. And, you know, we're seeing that in the coin markets. There's very little product available. And, and the, those numbers from India were absolutely stunning. Furthermore, they announced that they imported 126 tons of gold, which again implies something like a 1,500 tons of annualized demand in, in India. Well, it, it, the gold market is less than a 4,000 ton a year market, and you can't have one country coming in and buying 1,500 tons of that market, particularly when China's already consuming well over 2,000 tons. So there's this huge demand uh, for physical product in uh, in India and China. We had another announcement of the Chinese buying uh, 14 tons in August. And I don't even think that the amount that they bought in August is as important as beginning in July, China decided that they would announce what their total gold reserves were and they changed from 1,054 tons to 1,600 and some tons. But the most interesting thing is that they then announced what they imported in July. Then they announced what they imported in August. And this is a total change in the whole reporting mechanism. In other words, they're a continual buyer of gold. And for the most part, all the statisticians who look at gold don't even suggest that the Chinese government is buying gold. And now they're faced with a situation where the Chinese government is buying 200 tons of gold that no one recognized before. 200 tons is at least 5% of the market. And it's it's this new entrance into the market. And how are we going to get the supply-demand figures to uh, to shape up? And there's been some spectacular work done by the people at Bullion Star, Kuz Jansen and uh, Roland Manley, where they're analyzing 
the flow of gold from the Bank of England over to Switzerland, Switzerland over to China, and that all the data suggests that we have this huge underreporting of gold demand and silver demand for that matter over many, many, many years. And it's always been something that I totally believed in that the Western Central Banks were delivering gold unreported out of their own treasuries into this market to supply China. Uh, so much so that uh, one of the Bullion Star articles basically said, "Is there are there any gold bars left in London? And they have a very deep analysis of that, and it's available on bullionstar.com, I guess is the uh, website. Now, the other interesting thing is that the COMEX inventories are down to six tons. Six tons. China yesterday delivered 19 tons in a day on the Shanghai Gold Exchange. There's a total of six tons left in the COMEX um, registered inventory. That's the, the, the gold that's available for delivery against contracts. And Zero Hedge has done some wonderful work on this where they point out that when you have six tons in inventory, the claim, the paper claims per ounce of gold available are 227 times the six tons that's available. So it's just a small, small fraction of those COMEX owners on the long side took delivery. There's no gold left. So we have this suggestion that the LBMA has no bars. We have a suggestion that COMEX is running out of gold. We, have, we see the data on India with these huge imports. We have new data from China, which has never been incorporated in the annual supply-demand numbers. We see the premiums on uh, silver coins uh, going up remarkably. We also hear that uh, premiums on gold coins are going up. So I think all this data combined, and I'd ask your listeners to go check some of these things on Zero Hedge, on Bullion Star. There's a lot of action going on under the hood here that suggests that the the default that we're looking for, the default on COMEX, the default from the LBMA is might be very, very close at hand. So I think those are the the data points that uh, your listeners would be interested in. I mean, it could happen so quickly that there is nothing available because it's been a scan the whole time with Western central banks supplying the gold market surreptitiously. But as we look through all these various data points that these analysts have done this great work on, it seems very obvious that they are running on fumes right now. So we may be very close at hand to uh, something serious developing in the gold and silver market. So that really uh, sums it up for me this week. Well, Eric, I'm sure this is appreciate you highlighting some of these data points. And as usual, we look forward to speaking to you in the weeks to come. We look forward to some great weeks coming on here. All the best. And to our listeners, thank you for listening. This is Jeff Rutherford for the weekly wrap-up here on Sprout Money News. Have a great weekend. 